Hey everybody, welcome to episode number four. Hopefully we have at least a million downloads from the last one that was so exciting covering agency law and fiduciary responsibility. If you didn't have a chance to hear it, be sure to go back and listen to that. In the first two episodes, we're going to make sure they're all, what do they call it? Green content. So it's good forever and ever and ever and ever, unless they change things here on the island. Hello from Prince Edward Island. It's a super high full moon tide. If you haven't seen that before, don't know what tide is because you're from out of province and live on a lake or out in the prairie. It's pretty neat. The uh, The tide is about a foot from the grass at the Charlottetown Yacht Club, which we're looking at uh, at the end of the uh, end of Queen Street next to the Prince Edward Hotel. It's a beautiful day. My name's Michael Posnick. I'm with Century 21 Northumberland. Have been for over 25 years and with me today we have our special guest patty campbell a power broker from powerhouse realty peia you've been in business for over 14 years just coming up to 14 years so she's just a newbie not quite 14 years once she passes 14 years then she's no longer a newbie we'll just change it to 15 years and now i have this unrecorded so <laughs> there you go so today we're talking about something a little more interesting. It's a point of controversy, and it is referred to as the Property Condition Disclosure Form, or Property Condition Form, PCS, PCDS, depending on what state or province you're into. What this does is it allows the owners, or we're going to refer to them as vendors, which is what I always use, the ability to disclose anything they know about the property, good or bad. Now, it's a point of contention because some listing agents feel that they shouldn't fill it out because it uh, exposes them to liability, and some agents feel they should fill it out because it doesn't expose them to liability. I've gone down both paths. Sometimes I filled, went through months or whatever, years that didn't fill it out, years that did fill it out. I can argue both sides. What are your feelings on it, Patty? I could argue both sides as well. However, I... We can only have one person arguing both sides. You have to pick a side. I am on the side for pro. That's what I was just about to say. I'm pro property condition disclosure statements. Okay, I'll be pro to that. No, you can't. Yes. So why are you pro? So, um, because I've, having done this now and probably sold about a thousand or a thousand clients and, and, uh, transactions, um, a few of the case scenarios, which we can get into, but a few of the case scenarios, the only thing that saved my clients was the fact that they had filled out a property disclosure statement. And, you know, despite the upset and the frustration because even the lawyers sometimes will miss this. Um, it's almost as I see it as a get out of jail free card, uh, just by as long as they've got they've disclosed some of the defects that wouldn't be visible to a purchaser or a purchaser's agent. So do you want me to get into a scenario or No, that's good. And I do accept your apology. Um, the property disclosure form filled out on the behalf of a vendor, in my opinion, is sort of, and on one hand, it's sort of like the, the fox watching the, the hen house. You know, you have an owner 
selling out a property disclosure form and you're relying on that owner to, one, be knowledgeable about the property, and two, being honest about acknowledging uh, potential issues with the property or even having knowledge of the property. For, for instance, some questions might be 100 amp service, you know, your electrical feed. Well, they may not know it's 100, but they'll put 100 down anyway, even though it's 60, 50, or 200. So I think the main thing I would look for in a property disclosure form is not so much the disclosure, but more so the problems. For instance, my biggest concern with properties in PEI, because we have such poor soil, it's a red soil. Anyone that's been to the island knows that. We're looking at the red notes here now across the water. Uh, is very porous, and that's why they grow potatoes here. But it also makes for a really, really bad basement experience if it's not done correctly. So that is my main concern when I look at a house in PEI that has a basement that goes below the ground if it's not on a slab, posts, stilts, is what's the ba basement like? I want to make sure that you know, if, if it's in the property disclosure, I want to analyze that more. Other things covered in the property disclosure basically just goes for everything. Your water supply, your your sewage supply or sewage service, amperage of electrical, whether there's easements, covenants, the list goes on and on. There's a few questions in there which are completely stupid and no one ever shouldn't even be on the property disclosure that was invented in 1971. But um, other than that, it's a good piece of information, in my opinion. However, again, in my opinion, it shouldn't be taken as the absolute 100% truth. It's someone's opinion, and maybe they're disclosing everything. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're honest. Maybe they're not. And that's why I feel it should be coupled with a home inspection that's going to rip that house apart. They're going to look at the property disclosure, but they're going to come up with their own version of events and their opinion of the property, regardless of what's written on the PCDS. Yeah. Can I can I just start? So as a seller, um, if you're listening to this and you're a seller and you're wondering, okay, so is it my responsibility to ask my agent? And, you know, where, where does this begin? So right at the onset of your listing, when you're signing your listing agreement, uh, your agent should offer you the opportunity to uh, fill out a property disclosure statement. And if you don't, what happens? If they don't ask? If I'm a purchaser and I look at a listing that has no PCDS, That's what I'm it says as is, where is. Correct. As is, where is, which implies the seller's hiding something, which is going to affect and the seller may be none the wiser but the conversation, if I'm that buyer's agent looking at that property for with a buyer of mine, I am I'm gonna say there's no property condition disclosure statement. Technically this property is being sold as is where is it could imply that the seller is hiding something, or it could imply that the listing agent, in my opinion, is doing a disservice to that seller. And I'm going to use that as leverage with my client to try to get that property at a if I can, significantly lesser price than what is its list to that and just say, you you know, without perhaps the seller even being aware of it. Um, so you're, you're meeting with your agent, you're signing up the, the listing, uh, a good realtor, a good real estate sales representative should offer you the opportunity to fill out a property disclosure statement. Um, and now who fills that form out um, will be the seller as a sales representative in the business, 
we are not allowed to touch the property condition disclosure statement. And if we did have to fill it on on behalf of, say, a senior client or maybe somebody that has, you know, some mobility issues and even holding a pen would be a little bit difficult, we have to disclose on the bottom of the form, and it's typically at the bottom of page two, that this form was filled out by and whomever filled it out um, on behalf of and, you know, disclose the person's name that they were sitting with. So that needs to be in in the con, like right in the property disclosure statement. As a good, if you are questioning whether you have a good sales representative, if they just send it off to you and say, here, you know, fill it out, um, you may already have a rapport with them, so they trust you, that's great. Uh, if, if it's one of my clients, especially if I'm face-to-face -face with them, usually when I go off and start measuring the house, at that point is when I give them the property disclosure statement and say, you can start filling this out. I'm going to be right within ears range. So if you have any questions, um, I will be able to go through and answer them for you because some of the questions they ask in a kind of a an weird reverse way and it it's up for interpretation. So as a, a good sales, and I'll just refer myself as a realtor, because I am licensed with the Canadian Real Estate Association. So as a realtor, I will go through line by line and make sure my clients understand everything that they filled out, uh, which again, like I said at the beginning, it's like a get out of jail free card. And I'll tell you a few little scenarios, uh, stories, again, just added peace of mind. So uh, a good realtor will assist you, ensure you understand what you're filling out. We'll check every single line because as your realtor, I am responsible to answer the buyer, the buyer's agent as to why you filled out or answered the questions the way you did. Um, so that that gets into, you know, just the beginning part of the process. And now if you have anything, Michael, before I continue to talk, but what's the value in it to to um for so, the seller. So the property disclosure, a lot of people like myself would just look through it for four seconds and carry on with the day. Other personalities will take that and dissect it line by line. And each line has yes, no, do not know, does not apply for each question. For instance, you know, is the permit obtained for the swimming pool? Obviously, if you don't have one, it doesn't apply. And same with land, the first page. Well, with land, 90% of the PCS, PCDS doesn't even pertain. There should be a property disclosure just for land. I agree. As I said, the PCDS on the island is pretty antiquated. Uh, the When you're writing a purchase and sale, if there isn't a property disclosure, you can make it a condition of the purchase and sale that they fill that out, and then that document becomes binding because now you have the vendor disclosing good and bad things about that property. Again, I usually look for bad things dealing with foundation. I would like to know if there's asbestos. Kitec, uh, K-I-T-E-C, is something you should be aware of. It has Kitec plumbing. It's a good idea to get in your car and drive away as fast as you can. <laughs> Unless you listen to the people that have properties with Kitec, and that is the best plumbing system ever. I'll let you decide and do the research on that. Bottom line is, I agree with Patty, you should fill out a PCDS if you're the listing agent. If you're the purchaser, you should read through it, but you should couple that. Would you agree to get a home inspection done or not? Oh, yeah, that's just another whole other level. This is, you know, the value of the property condition disclosure statement. Yes, I agree. 
Right. A good home inspector. Correct. Yeah. So that's basically it. Well, I, I just wanted to, if I could, so two stories that stand out, and they're very, very short. Uh, one of my clients one day had a couple coming into my office. They had phoned me very agitated and upset. Uh, their lawyer had told them that uh, the buyer was looking to get out. We were within a week of closing, and it's because the buyer had found out uh, as per their title search with their lawyer that there was a right-of-way that, in this case, it was Cavendish Farms that had the right-of-way through their property, right up their driveway. And, What's wrong with that? Oh, well, it's not. Some people like farm equipment. No. So uh, these buyers were really upset. The, the lawyer representing the sellers told them that, you know, this is what was going to happen. Um, the clients were very upset. My sellers, they call me up, tell me they're on route and that they are very upset with me. So show up in my office. We're sitting down talking. They end up telling me about this Cavendish uh, Farms right of way. And I ended up while they're talking, I quickly checked to see if this property, because I was sure I sat down. Now, this was back in a buyer's market when we would hold listings for a couple of years. So I quickly brought up their contract. And yes, we had a, a PCDS attached to it scanned to the section that said, was there, you know, right-of-way access, uh, any easements? Um, and it was checked, yes. Now, we didn't write in, and this was early um, me, um, we didn't write in who had access, but we did check that there was, yes, deeded right-of-way access because I sat at the kitchen table with these uh, seller clients uh, who were selling their parents' property who had um, passed, and we walked through that line by line together to make sure. So their lawyer didn't even point out the PCDS. The clients now went from being very agitated and upset with me to now everything was all good. And they said, why didn't our lawyer do this? And I said, I'm really sorry you drove 40 minutes with in this frustrated state. And now the husband and wife were back to liking each other because they were very upset. Can I insert a yeah, but? Yes. Yeah, but shouldn't they have read the deed at some point? In an ideal world, don't you think it'd be a great idea if someone was looking at a house or a property, land, whatever, to have a copy of the PCDS and a copy of the deed? Because the deed would have disclosed that. Absolutely. But these were deeds. So, and that's a really good point. Our registry wow. office, yes, it's your point. Our registry office only has deeds that are after approximately 1990, anything registered before that, you physically have to go to the registry's office in order to see. This property, in order to have collected that information, it had been in the family for 60 years. Someone had to have physically oh, got that convenient for you. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> but again, a really good point, something that people wouldn't know. So uh, that was one case scenario. Another case scenario, um, the one of my early on days, I wasn't representing the parties. However, closing day came, it was April of I think, what was that the really heavy thaw that we had uh, April 2014 or 2015. Uh, it would have been 2014. The um, closing day came, the basements were all having water in them. There was no PCDS filled out this uh, property during heavy thaw did have some basement um, drainage like leakage. Um, and it it doesn't have to be anything, you know, like ponds. It could be very, very subtle. 
However, there were four closings all contingent on this first property closing and the buyer backed out because there was now water in the basement. Now, again, that one, the basement said it never had water for years. All of a sudden had water showing up, but it caused four properties, a ripple effect, and none of them closed on that particular uh, day because buyer, the first one, again, if it was in the PCDS that they had minor leakage, they would have been essentially forced to close on that because it was disclosed and they couldn't have used that as an excuse or a reason to get out of the contract. So again, I say any dampness at all in the walls, just everything I always advise my clients. So those are my two stories that I just think at least resonate with. Honesty is always the best policy because if you're not honest, you don't disclose, you may get caught down the road and you may as well just write the other party a giant check because that's where it's going to end up. You can play with the lawyers and you'll probably never end up in court by the time you get discovery and they, they send you that bill, you'll be cutting a check. So just avoid all this. Be honest. You'd want it if you were the purchaser of a property. So as a lister, a listing agent or as someone that's selling a property, just tell them everything you know and everything would be great and wonderful. Make sure it's documented. Nothing should be verbal. It should be on a sheet and preferably signed or initialed, they're interchangeable. Uh, in closing, there's one other thing on the PCDS on page three at the bottom. The vendors have to recertify those things that they initially stated when they filled the PCDS out originally. So if a property has been on the market for, well, PEI, geez, some of them were on the market for years. Mm -hmm. Over a decade, some of them, things weren't good. And, uh, you know, the status of the property at that point, 10 years later, have been two different things. So they have to recertify that, which gives them an opportunity to make any changes or corrections. We're too long in this podcast coming up in 18 minutes. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a great day. That's about it. Yeah. We're done.